wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening to then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Instagram. It was a very nice little setup. Rose and rose petals all around, a nice little circumference circle. They walked there, there were people there, you know, they were smoking, all this shit. And he popped the question to Delilah, and thank goodness she said yes. Otherwise, they would not get this shout out from me today. Yes. Uh, so uh, I promised him I would actually give him this love and 
congratulations to Jay and Delilah on your engagement. Um, from what I know and what I've gathered in my head, they've been together for quite some time. Um, I don't know how long exactly, but that's okay. I know that they have really gone through some great ups and downs summer vacation and i have to say jay my man and i told him this before but this this mixtape is fire become a fan too is is fire it's just everything from top i couldn't even honestly the last time i listened to anything like in terms of like an album or mixtape or anything front to back was literally blueprint three when it came out and that me personally i love that i love that album it's one of my favorite albums ever because it is just a really dope album um, that was literally the first mixtape or album I had listened to front to back, um, become a fan too. It is just banger after banger after banger, a perfect, I would say this, and this is just my assessment of it, a perfect mixtape for the summertime. Absolute, uh, every song is, is, a, is a hit to me personally. Um, it is just, it, it was such a good mixtape to listen to. It is fire. If you ever, if you're on Spotify, uh, look up, look up Jay Solo, uh, become or become a fan too, and go listen to that shit. That I would say this, and it, it, as per, as a person who is from Jersey, who lives near the New York area, um, of course, loving hip hop and R and B for as long as I have, I haven't heard a sound like this in a minute. And trust me, if you listen, you listen to either become a fan one or two, you will become a fan, literally. This shit is fire. So again, before we get into the, uh, the fun stuff, congratulations to Jay and Delilah on their engagement. I know they don't have a date yet as far as I know. Um, no need for an invite. You know, I mean, I'll be there in spirit, my dude. Uh, congratulations on popping the question. And congratulations, of course, to Delilah for saying yes. Um, and I, t- I actually told him this, and I usually don't, you know, divulge private conversations, but... I did say to him that you two are a handful of people in the world that I know in terms of couples that do give me hope that there is actually love to be found out there. Uh, me personally, uh, I do enjoy 
being being a single man, as most single men do. But um, you know, it, you know, it, it's like I said, it's a two of a handful of people that I can honestly say do give me hope that um, that I may find someone uh, to possibly be the future Mrs. YLP. You know, so. I just wanted to get that out there. Congratulations to Jay and Delilah on your engagement. I wish you, of course, many more years of love and happiness, as uh, Al Green used to say. And uh, I do wish you the best. Um, nothing but the best for both of you. Uh, and nothing but the best for, of course, you, Jay, and do cop, or at least stream that Become a Fan to Mixtape. I don't usually do this often. Y'all, I'll tell you, I have two or 33 episodes, and I've never really um, shouted out somebody in terms of music. Um, last person, last person I actually did anything in terms of like shouting out or anything was Sonny Arvado uh, when I did the interview with him last year for his book Instagods, which I'd still say personally is a damn good read and really good insight into uh, Instagram and dating in the world today. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to them both, and I wish you both many years of wonderful bliss, love, and happiness, and do not lose that fire that you both have for each other because. You know, with every you know, stuff nowadays with relationships and all that, it can be hard to find a, you know, a really cool person to be with and all that stuff. And it seems like they've got something going. So, yeah, I told him I promised him I shouted out. And Jay, you got your shout out today. Hope you will. Hope you do listen to this um, because y'all, both of you deserve it, and especially you, Jay, with your uh, becoming fancy mixtape. You definitely deserve all the great great things in the world for you. Much love and respect to you, and I wish you nothing but years of happiness for both of you. Now, now that we got that fun stuff out of the way, welcome to News of the Weekend. And basically, my favorite tagline, I get to talk about all the news that's fit for me to talk about, because any other news in the world will make me say curse words, and I'm trying to keep it as low-key peachy as somewhat possible, but I know I have a good amount of articles today that will make me pissed off. Um... So, what do I have on tap for today? Well, I have news on Matt Hardy saying he's going to end all of his gimmicks. I have, of course, the SmackDown ratings uh, for the post-Extreme Rules episode. News on uh, WWE reportedly losing a massive contract to AEW. I have two articles on Luke Gallows. One on uh, what AJ Styles told him after his release. And one on his agreement with NJPW. I also have news on... um, a particular Raw wrestler being written out of storylines, uh, Chris Jericho praising a particular wrestler in NXT. Um, we find out actually who the uh, NXT leaker was in terms of uh, him leaking out the news of Keith Lee becoming a, the first ever double champion in NXT's history. Uh, WWE employees afraid to tell Vince McMahon he is the problem. Um, two particular wrestlers on in NJPW um, held off of the Sengoku Lord card due to the coronavirus be damned. And, of course, Eric Young um, saying, uh, throwing some shade at WWE, saying it is a disaster in how it's organized. But before we get into all that, over the weekend, unfortunately, we had a recent death. Now, why this particular man is being spoken about on a pro wrestling podcast because of the fact that uh, Regis Philbin, um, over the weekend, unfortunately passed at the age of 88 years old. 
I believe it was due to a heart attack. Uh, actually, no, it was natural causes. My, my apologies. Um, I always want to make sure I got the facts right. But um, let's talk, let's begin the show talking about Regis Philbin and from EssentiallySports.com. WWE Universe mourns the tragic demise of Regis Philbin. This is from Aryan Sharma. This is actually from Saturday. It's safe to say that 2020 is one of the worst years that the world has seen in a long time. Unfortunately, it has given us another reason to mourn as legendary TV personality Regis Philbin has passed away. The iconic host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire reportedly died of natural causes at the age of 88, just one month short of his 89th birthday. I dare you to try to consider this a COVID death. The hardest working man in showbiz donned many hats over the years. One of the many things that he turned to gold with his Midas touch was professional wrestling. While many people remember Philbin for his razor-sharp wit on his talk shows, professional wrestling fans recall his appearance at WrestleMania 7 with a tinge of nostalgia. The year was 1991, and The Undertaker wasn't the hottest thing in professional wrestling. In fact, he was one of the many cartoonish, larger-than-life characters who populated the professional wrestling scene in the golden era. Regis Philbin was the guest host for WrestleMania 7, and he was ready to back backstage to conduct an interview out came the spooky undertaker and his eerie manager paul bear in a hilarious sequence philbin kept, kept cracking jokes while taker measured him up quite literally probably for a potential burial however that was not all for philbin he brought his talents to the commentary desk for the big main event between wwe champion sergeant slaughter and the legendary hulk hogan it's over it's so overwhelming to think of the sheer emotional energy in the professional wrestling world at the time seeing the Hulkster slaying another villain with one of the greatest TV hosts calling the match. WWE is known to honor all personalities that have impacted its history in any way. They made sure to release a statement following Philbin's death. Quote, WWE is saddened to learn that legendary entertainment figure Regis Philbin has passed away at age 88. WWE superstars were frequent guests on Philbin's morning show, live with Regis and Kathy Lee, including Ultimate Warrior, Ravishing Rick Rude, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Macho Man Randy Savage, John Cena, and more. Philbin even battled the massive Yokozuna in an epic tug of war on an episode. The TV icon was also a memorable presence at WrestleMania 7, where he conducted backstage interviews and provided commentary for the main event showdown between WWE Champion Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan. Regis also appeared on the historic Raw 1000, sending a classic, classy congratulatory message to WWE. Many WWE superstars poured their hearts out on social media. Bret Hart saying, quote, Goodbye, Regis. Love you for being so kind and generous. We'll miss you always. And quote, Re Re uh, Renee Young saying, Rest easy, Regis. Nat Natalia saying, quote, I will always remember how much respect Regis Philbin showed to the wrestling world. <clears throat> Excuse me. I grew up watching Re Regis and Kathy Lee because that was my mom's favorite show. Rest peacefully, Regis. Hulk Hogan saying, quote, Regis was the only show I was always excited to do. Regis was a real pro, and I can always count on him sneak attacking me every time I was a guest on this show. R.I.P., my brother. Love you. H.E.H. I will say, though, in this picture, Regis got some guns on him. Regis, Regis is, I mean, I know Hulk flexing, but Regis is flexing? I ain't know he had guns like that. My goodness. Okay, I went way too far. Holy shit. And of course, WWE saying, of course, quote, WWE is saddened to learn that legendary entertainment figure Regis Philbin has passed away 
extend our condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Of course, and they said as well in the article saying, we extend our condolences to Regis Philbin's family and sincerely hope that they stay strong in these times of great duress. And that's why I'm going to be titling this episode, more than likely, hashtag RIP Regis Philbin. Um, I remember Regis more so for his uh, stint on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as the host uh, when he was on there. I watched that show religiously a lot. Um, because I was young and I had nothing else better to do. And I just really, it was a huge homebody when I was younger. Still kind of am, but I'm more of a social introvert than anything else. But it does, you know, it's, it's never, you know, fun to talk about things like this. But, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee, he was the hottest thing. He was the best thing smoking uh, with that. Um, but yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Regis. He was a very, he's a character. Um, he was he was lively, very lively, and I was always ready. You know, he, he definitely had some wit to him um, when he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or so. I think he let his personality out a little bit more while he was in the show. But he was he was a figure again. WrestleMania Seven, the interview with Undertaker, calling the main event of WrestleMania Seven, which not I don't think many celebrity stars did. I don't think I don't even think honestly if there were many celebrity stars at all calling the main event. Um, for WrestleMania's period. So for him, it's a rarity in and of itself. But um, he was a, a big figure, uh, having the big stars of WWF and WWE at the time come onto the shows, uh, help, you know, you know, with the, with the careers of course, Rude, Warrior, Hogan, Cena, all those guys. So, and the fact that he actually had to tug a war with Yokozuna is actually quite hilarious. Would have been even more hilarious if he decided to do a sumo wrestling match, but that's that's just my weird twisted mind um, thinking about that. But I mean, he was he was a major figure in television for a long, long time, and I know a lot of people were upset when he passed away. Um, I'm going to end it by saying this: um, rest in peace, Regis. Hopefully, you're in the in the sky, calling a another. Huge main event, possibly with Savage and Bun- uh, King Kong Bundy or something, and enjoying you know, you know, in- enjoying you know the wrestling gods watching over you as well. My condolences. Uh, we here at the uh, on behalf of the WrestleMania Radio family, uh, at Wrestle- and of course at uh, the Young Lions Perspective Podcast, and our condolences to Philbin's family um, as they do have to go through the grieving process through this time of duress. Um, Stay strong, and I know Reese would have wanted you to stay strong for him. Moving from that, <clears throat> should have got a water. I'll live. Moving along, Eric Young says WWE is a disaster in how it's organized. This is from Zach Perez. What's today? 25th, I believe. 27th. It's from four days ago. Eric Young has been busy this past week after having sat on the sidelines for some time in WWE. After debuting amongst a slew of other talents at Slammiversary this past weekend, Eric Young stopped by Busted Open Radio for his first interview since leaving WWE. He spoke with Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer about what his time in NXT and WWE was like and where it all went wrong. Quote, it was kind of time to move on, Eric said, regarding of him leaving when was then TNA at the time. The structure of the current company, I felt like I had kind of done everything, you know? I was going to be allowed to do there. Obviously, the WWE is a place I've wanted to work my entire career. That's what I grew up watching. That was the goal. 
quote. Being goal-oriented is a theme for Eric throughout the interview. Going further back, he looked back on those goals started back in his early days in TNA and even likened those times to being like ECW in a lot of ways. He did say that Impact is in a better spot than ever now, but his goals weren't always so lofty in the early days. Quote, when I started wrestling, my first goal was to sign a contract and say I do this for a living and sign my first contract in TNA wrestling. I can officially say I was a pro wrestler, Young humbly admitted. You know, I played wrestler on the weekend, but in 2004, I signed my first contract and then I could say this is what I do for a living. This was my first and only goal, and my other goal was to make it to the WWE. That was a huge reason for me wanting to go there. Quote, reminiscing on the career he amassed in the WWE, Eric speaks fondly of his days in NXT and refers Triple H as a key figure in that. Sanity was clearly a fond memory, and he played a role in helping that grow into what it was. The NXT part went great. I was treated well. Hunter and me worked very closely with the development of Sanity in the group. I really felt like I had a say in what went on. Obviously, not final say, but was listened to. At the time, Sanity was one of the top acts in the whole company. I could be put anywhere on the card and be utilized in a good way. Things would quickly change with his time on the main roster. Young clearly got more frustrated after the move and is happy for the days spent there being behind him. Then we transitioned to the main roster, and I mean, you know, you and everyone knows how it went. Uh, you and everyone knows how that went did not go well. Sometimes you fall out of favor and it's nothing you did or didn't do. I never changed who I was. I'm not going to. That's not who I am. I'm not a political person. Never have been. Truth is, a bunch of guys that have left there have talked about this, and we don't need to go on and on about that. But the system is broken. It's hard to get a word in. Even when you're doing nothing, it feels like you're fixing people's mistakes all day. There is no creativity. They want everyone to do things the same, and be the same, and bump the same, and sell the same. And there's millions of rules. Those change daily. It's really hard to understand what's going on and why it's going on. The system is flawed, and I would say that to anyone there. I would say to Vince McMahon himself. Eric explained that he wasn't, too will wasn't willing to work at wait hours to speak to Vince, noting that he was a 40-year-old man and not a child waiting for an adult's attention for a few minutes. He said that he didn't take it personally, and admitted that Vince was always respectful with him when they spoke. Eric noted that they had two long conversations, but ultimately, he almost fell out of love with wrestling due to his time on the main roster. Wrestling is my first love. There was a point in my life where nothing mattered except for pro wrestling. I lived it, slept it, breathed it, Bled, tears, all of it was about wrestling. So yeah, I mean, I loved it. And I can say, like, I didn't watch any wrestling when I was in the main roster. I would work on Raw and not even watch the show. It's hard when something like that is crushed. It is a place that everything amazing should be happening every second of every day, and it's not. It's a disaster in how it's organized. It's hard to love wrestling in that kind of environment. Eric said that all the flaws are created by one person. However, that isn't going to change. However, he said that he is back to loving wrestling again. He also added on a similar, similarly positive note that his soul hasn't felt this good in a long time and seems to be excited for what's in store with him in Impact Wrestling. And of course, I always say this that last this last line here. If I use any of the quotes in the article, please credit Busted Open with a H slash T to Wrestling Inc. for the transcription. Um, just so I don't get fucked with, just in case they actually find this podcast, I can actually say I said that, so just fuck, just fuck with me on that shit, all right? In terms of Eric Young stating that it, WWE is a, is a disaster, now it's organized, I only say that in main roster terms. I don't ever say that in NXT terms because NXT knows what the fuck they're doing. And main roster programming is absolute trash. 
for about I'd say a good ninety five percent of what I watch on main roster, and it's literally only SmackDown. And then what I hear on Raw is absolute garbage. Um, he's not wrong. I wish I could say he was, but from what I have seen over the last couple of years, he's not wrong. WWE is in a disaster in terms of what they're doing. You know, how they want certain things to go down, all these rules, not being able to produce talent, all this shit. He's not wrong at all. I want to say he's wrong, but I can't. I can't disagree. I really can't. Um, WWE right now, and I'm just I'm only speaking about main roster programming, um, especially after the last two weeks of Raw and going into tonight um, with literally breaking their lowest all-time rating with a 1.56 and then barely getting above a 1.6 uh, last week. Um, they're in trouble. And I know for a fact that Raw and SmackDown in terms of USA and Fox are going very impatient. Very, very impatient with WWE. They want ratings. And mind you, Fox paid a billion dollars over the next five years, and they want their return on their investment. And the latest investment is that SmackDown's only getting barely, not even touching two million right now in terms of fan viewership. Over on the USA USA side, they're barely getting one. They're barely getting one point sixes. So Eric's not wrong at all. Like, think of how certain guys who left have truly prospered in w, outside of WWE. Look at all the guys that were released that are now in TNA, that are now in Impact. EC3, Eric Young, Keith Slater, Gals Anderson. And I guarantee you they're going to be much better off and be better utilized in their capacity that they're in. For all the WWE people who, WWE defenders and at this point, I can bear to even try to see how the fuck you can defend this shit. Look at the product. Look at who they're trying to push. Vince says he wants to build new stars. Motherfucker should have been doing that about five years ago. Case in point. From WrestlingNews.co, WWE Raw wrestler written out of storylines no longer being pushed as a top star. This is from Paul Davis. Moving forward, it'll be interesting to see how some of Paul Heyman-backed wrestlers fare now that Heyman is not handling the creative on Monday Night Raw. Dave Meltzer noted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Seth Rollins' curb stop and post-match tag last week on Raw on Aleister Black was written as an injury angle, but it's not a cover or a real cover for a real life storyline. Jesus Christ, who's your editor? After the match, Black was beaten by Rollins and Murphy when they wrapped his arm around the ring post. They had, the attack continued. The attack continued when they smashed his arm on the announcer's table. In other words, unless things change, Black is being taken off TV for a while. WrestlingNews.co was told last year that Vince McMahon wasn't a big, he wasn't a huge fan of Aleister Black, but he was going to wait things out to see if Heyman can turn him into a top star. Others in the company believe Black has all the tools to be a top guy in the company. Meltzer noted in the Observer, Observer that now with Heyman not running creative, 
Black is unlikely to be pushed as a top star like Heyman wanted. There are other names to look out for. Some notable Heyman-backed wrestlers include Sheena Baszler, the War Raiders, the Street Profits, and Bobby Lashley. Of all the names mentioned, Leslie seems destined to form an event push at some point. For years, Lashley has been pushing for a match with Brock Lesnar. That was a bit quicker article than I thought it was going to be. So, now all of a sudden, Aleister Black is no longer going to be a top star on Monday Night Raw. My, oh my, Vince McMahon, please just retire. Just fucking retire. Honestly. Coming out of NXT, I had a feeling. I always have this feeling for NXT stars. When they come up to the main roster, I never call it a promotion. It is actually a demotion. For the simple fact that we know, or at least most of us know, some of y'all out there who believe that the Raw and SmackDown are just fine. We know upon arrival, for the most part, Certain NXT stars are probably not going to get the push that we think they deserve. There are a ton of wrestlers right now on the on Raw and SmackDown's rosters that I believe should be pushed. One of them being fucking Cesaro. That man has all the tools to become a world champion, and they haven't treated him as such. Rusev was another one. He had all the tools to be a world champion, yet they never gave him that chance. You know, want to know when I think he actually lost that chance? When they had him booked to lose John Cena at WrestleMania. I said it. And I'm sure Cena would have loved to have put Rusev over. But apparently that wasn't his day. Aleister Black. No longer being pushed as a top star. Is upsetting. Because he does have all the tools needed to be a future world Champion. Problem is, man at the top, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is not a huge fan of him, nor is he a fan of Chief Baszler, nor is he a fan of the War Raiders, the Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, I, he, he'll probably book him. But seriously, think about it. Look at all the names that we honestly could have seen being pushed as top stars. And it all goes back to one person. Need another argument? I got you. From Ringside News, WWE employees afraid to tell Vince McMahon he is the problem. This is from Felix Upton yesterday. WWE is not generating the kind of response that they used to. A lot of things play into the downtrend of interest in WWE over the years, but the creative direction of the company hasn't helped much. Fans will blame any number of variables on why something isn't working. The television viewership seems to speak volumes as well. It all comes down to one man. And some in the company apparently think it's time for Vince McMahon to step down. Yes. During Wrestling Observer Radio, 
Dave Meltzer stated that Vince McMahon is the problem with WWE television right now. He then said others in the company realize that as well, but are too afraid to say anything about it. Quote, it's a different Vince from before. It's like everything. The 80s Vince isn't this Vince. That's just the reality of it. It's, you know, he's the problem. I hate to say it, but everyone knows it. It's like it's not a, like it's a secret, but it's impossible. And it's again, I mean, the thing is, is it's like people will blame. It still astounds me that anyone will go in there and make excuses. And when Vince makes a decision, they'll try to blame someone else for the decision. It's like, you know, I guess people are afraid to say, you know, people in the company are afraid to say Vince is the problem. I can see why. You know, you still got to know, right? You got to know. End quote. We've heard legendary stories about Vince McMahon's diverse personality. A scene where anyone tells him that he's the issue with his own television show would include a lot of profanity on his part. Vince McMahon has not given one indication that he is nearing the end of his run in charge with, of every WWE's every step. At 74 years old, he is still waking up before 99% of the planet and getting in a good workout before starting his day, running the largest pro wrestling company on the planet. Gotta make me sit up for this one. Should I give anything in focus? Stop being fucking pussies! Tell him he sucks. CM Punk, I'm bringing this up, said himself the WWE will not get any better until Vince McMahon is dead. Literally. And it's true. Y'all can say whatever the fuck you want about Vince. Sure, he's had great moments in terms of booking. But consistency as of late really hasn't been a strong suit. A lot of people I know has been saying have been saying this with me for years. It's time for him to step down and give someone else the keys to the kingdom. It's time. It's really time for him to walk away from WWE. He ain't got it no more. He is approaching 80. He's senile. He's a fool. At times a complete idiot. His booking is trash. Yet somehow, some way, no one has the balls to say anything, for the most part. Stephanie's tried to convince him. Shane's tried to convince him. His own son-in-law, who's running a brand a million times better than his. Triple H has tried to convince him. Yet to no avail. I don't see how. Seriously. 
And you know, and you honestly know who should really be up his ass right now? USA and Fox executives. They need to call him weekly and get on his ass and tell him we need better results. I said it last week. It's going to get to a point where NXT and AEW's combined ratings are going to be better than Raw's. And when that day comes, I will be laughing my ass off. Because he deserves it. He ain't got it no more. He's washed. He's done. He ain't got it like he used to. He's missing many a step. I don't watch Raw because this, the booking itself is retarded. The booking is a failure nine times out of ten on Raw. That's why I don't watch Raw. Again, it's an insult to my intelligence and will make me drop hella IQ points. He's done. And the sad fact is every it's kind of like the thing. Everyone knows that he's done except Vince. He thinks he's still got it. I don't see it. Extreme Rules, just about a couple weeks ago, actually last week, was dog shit. If y'all didn't hear my rant last week on Extreme Rules, go back to episode 230 and go check that out. Check out what I said on that. That show was a failure. An absolute abject failure. Failure. Vince McMahon, to me, and has been has been for the last, I'd say, at least three years, has been done. It's over, Vince. Time for you to step down, step aside, and let your son-in-law run the show. Because from the looks of it, he's still kicking your ass. Again. There has not been a takeover that I have not liked in the past four years. Every single time Triple H and Vince McMahon both have shows on the same weekend, somehow, some way, NXT always destroys what WWE's Big Four has to offer every single fucking time. And it ain't stopping anytime soon. It's not. Vince ain't got it no more, man. He doesn't. Bruce Pritchard is under hella pressure for the simple fact that he's got to do booking for Raw and SmackDown. It's going to catch up to you, Bruce. Let it go. Kevin Dunn, fuck you. You're a trash piece of shit. And, a, and, a hell, and one hell of a Vince McMahon dick writer, may I add. Because when Vince goes, you're gone too. Don't get it twisted. We all know for a fact, once Vince goes, Kevin Dunn is the, should be the first man to get the boot. Because Kevin Dunn ain't no better than Vince. The old guard needs to go. As I saw a tweet a while back. I forget who it was. But he was talking about the old guard 
comparing it, he was comparing it to the old guard having way too eating eating their fill at the buffet and not allowing the young guard to join in, step in, and have their seat at the table. This is the same concept with Vince. He is not willing to let go because he doesn't want anyone else sitting at the table with him. He has his old guard, they have their old ways, and they go about their old shit. This shit, getting all this old guard is getting old. And it's time we get some new blood to inject into into the lifeblood that is WWE. You remember the lethal dose of poison that Vince McMahon was injected when, he, when they came to the NWO? Vince McMahon is now the lethal dose of poison that has been put into the WWE. And WWE is slowly dying with every passing week. It's time to go, Vince. You know it. The fans know it. Your employees know it. But you still, uh, surprisingly, haven't gotten the concept of maybe you just don't have it anymore. You're done, Vince. Give the ball to the manager. Stroll off the mound. Walk into the dugout. And call it a fucking day. How many do I have here? I got two. I got. I got. I got one more before we uh, go to break. What do I want to do here? Let's have a fun. Let's have a funny, shall we? And speaking of massive failures, from SportsKeeda.com, WWE reportedly lost a massive contract to AEW. This is from Keyshawn Prasad. AEW. And WWE have been going at it every week. While WWE has made three main shows that are telecasted every week, AEW just has one. WWE Raw and, Raw and SmackDown don't compete directly with AEW Dynamite, but NXT does. AEW Dynamite has been dominating the Wednesday Night Rating Wars of late. Chris Jericho has taken the opportunity to explain demographics to the viewers and has proclaimed himself as the Demo God. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Sky Sports Italy is no longer interested in airing WWE shows. The network has decided to part ways with the company after a two-decade-long relationship. The reasons for sports, Sky Sports Italy calling it quits are a combination of the cost of the rights to air the shows and the loss of viewers over the subsequent weeks. It was also reported that Sky Sports Italy has struck a deal with AEW. The network has decided to air AEW Dynamite on Friday nights from July 31st. It was also mentioned that Sky had agreed to end its deal with WWE several months ago for the same reasons discussed above. It was also reported that Sky did have some interest in resigning with WWE after turning it down, but ended up signing a deal with AEW. Meltzer also noted that in the last year, WWE had lost its contract with Sky in Germany, Austria, and the UK for the same reasons. The WWE and AEW rivalry seems to be picking up with each promotion trying to outdo the other every week. Recently, when AEW announced a two-week special called Fighter Fest, WWE immediately said it would have a two-week special of its own and revamp the Great American Bash. There has been a lot of back and forth every week as far as ratings are concerned. If these reports are accurate, and AEW does begin the airing a show on Friday nights, 
AEW will be going head-on with WWE SmackDown. In a recent interview, Cody spoke about introducing new shows, and maybe this deal will lead to that. Now, this is a clickbait article. So be it. Now, if this is actually legitimate, then WWE, once again, has dropped the ball. Am I surprised? No. Should I be? No. This is what happens when you have a motherfucker who's damn near 80 and has shows that are absolute garbage. Again, US to all the USA and Fox executives. Okay, let's, let's do it a little bit better. Dear USA and Fox executives, you're smarter than this. You realize your ratings have pretty much been in the toilet consistently over the past couple of years. Yet you haven't put the foot on the neck of the WWE. I think it's time, personally, that y'all call Vince McMahon on his bullshit and decide to tell him that if he does not bring up the ratings, then we're going to have some problems. Unfortunately, Fox, you're the Fox executives being the bigger idiots that I thought they were, y'all would have actually decided to keep an eye on WWE's product prior to signing said deal. We know that the main reason why you wanted to have SmackDown is to get Brock Lesnar over to the show. Now that Brock Lesnar is not on said show, even then, it's barely getting 2 million viewers. You remember the reports of you saying you wanted 3 million viewers a week. I don't even think since Fox came to or should I say WWE came to Fox in October. I think they even got that. I could be wrong. But here's what you should do. Pressure Vince McMahon to do better. Pressure WWE to do better. Trust me, we're just as impatient as you are. And we want better for WWE. So maybe, just maybe, it's time that you stop sitting around and just being impatient and tell Vince McMahon exactly what he truly needs to hear. Step your fucking game up. Signed, Mr. Wild. So that is going to conclude part one of news of the weekend. When we come back, I'm going to be talking about, of course, Matt Hardy saying he's ending all of his gimmicks, and we'll attempt to do some things on that. Uh, attempt to battle division in America. I got the news on the SmackDown ratings from the Post Extreme Rules episode. Two articles on Luke Gallows reflecting on what AJ said after his release and his agreement with NJPW. Uh, I also got news on Tomoaki Hanma and Yota Suji being held off the Sengoku Lord card. I'll talk. I'll discuss the reason why on that. 
Uh, I have a report on the NXT wrestler apologizing backstage, meaning for leaking spoilers. We actually know who it is, and it kind of upset me a little bit. And we're going to end this week's episode of News of the Weekend with Chris Jericho saying a certain someone is going to be a big star in WWE. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, it's something that we kind of figured would happen eventually. 
Um, I know I'm trying to keep it as quiet as possible. And this is the quietest it will be. So uh, guarantee when you listen to that episode, you will be surprised by who I bring on for this particular episode of The Secret Files. Now, if those two reasons didn't hook you at all, which which would surprise me big time, how about an exclusive code that when you go to check out at any of our Teespring stores, any of them, including mine, teespring.com slash the y dash teespring.com slash d dash y l b dash collection got it right first try shut up <laughs> 15% off every single time you check out 15% I don't see a negative in that whatsoever okay all right Yes, patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, 17 cents a day, equates to $5 a month. All of that for the price of a Starbucks coffee. Sounds good? Well, if you're thinking about it, and you're considering wanting to be a Patreon and get more exclusivity in your life, consider being a member of the WrestleAddictRadio Patreon today. And of course, always accepted, never expected, and shout out to all of the patrons. Of course, Jermaine, Gene, Kavita. Love y'all. Slack. We love y'all. We appreciate your patronage. And hopefully, somewhere down the line, you get to join us as well. Also, I want to get out there. Teespring.com slash the-ylp-collection. Of course, it is still the summer. And it's hot as fucking balls. Um. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with getting some swanky ass merch for the summer and going into the fall. Of course, y'all know uh, time flies like that in a Thanos snap. And um, yeah, why wouldn't you want to get yourself some dope ass YLP merch? You wear clothes and you're going to look fly in it. I'm telling you, you're going to look fly. Ask my man Jermaine how fly he looked when I posted that joint on my Twitter. On uh, WrestleLike Radio's Twitter. He looked fly in that YLP Pride shirt, didn't he? And if you haven't checked it out yet, go to WrestleLike Radio's uh, Twitter page, at addict underscore wrestle, and you can check out that shirt that he was rocking because he was representing your boy, representing that YLP movement proudly. Yes, I have my own collection curated by yours truly for men, women, and the young cubs. Uh, T-shirts, tank tops, both for men and for women. Um, Leggings for the ladies, because I know y'all love to be comfortable, even though we are in quarantine time. Some places, at some states, still have gyms that are open. And I would love, love, love nothing more in the world than to see a couple of y'all ladies out there rocking some YLP leggings. Wrestle at Radio on top of the butt cheeks. And the YLP logo on your, well, technically, your right, my left, quad. Looking clean. Also, for the fellas, y'all know, and for the ladies, Hoodies, pullovers, for the kids, I got kids and toddlers t-shirts, and I got accessories as well, because you always need some accessories, always think ahead for the holidays, you never know, never know, who wants to get like a nice dope coffee mug, maybe a beach towel, tapestries, uh, die cut stickers, organic tote bags, yes, organic tote bags, as well as some fresh YLP socks, because Yes, you can have the dopest outfit in the world, but if your sock game ain't on point, well, 
ooh, you might not complete the outfit the way you wanted to. So head over to teespring.com slash the-ylp-collection. Get yourself some fly-ass merch. And when it, when it arrives at your place of residence, get do a fat, do a little photo shoot action. Feel me? Rock that shirt, whatever you got. Take picture, put it on Twitter, tag me in it, and I'll show you. And I'll let you know where you can uh, tag me in at the end of today's episode on Twitter or on Instagram. And uh, I'll ensure that on Fashion Friday, I will glorify your magnificence wonderful choosing of my much over on our Twitters and all that good stuff. So teespring.com slash D-Y-L-P-Collection. Get yourself some swanky merch for the summer, fall, winter. Doesn't matter what season. You're going to look good in it. All right? Let's get back into the news. I got a few articles to talk about. Where do I start? Let us start, actually, with Matt Hardy. From WrestlingInc.com. Matt Hardy says he is ending all his gimmicks. Will attempt to battle division in America. This is written from Cy Mohan. Mm, excuse me. Starting next Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite, the professional wrestling world will see the debut of the real Matt Hardy, according to the man himself. Hardy has portrayed a number of gimmicks over the last two decades, including his broken Matt persona and Matt Hardy version one, among many others. However, Hardy has admitted Hardy has admittedly never been his real self on camera, aside that he plans to show his fans in the coming days. So why is he dropping all gimmicks? Hardy released a video on his YouTube channel to explain his decision. Quote, It's a frustrating time in America. There's so much division, chaos, racial injustice, social injustice, and we are in the midst of a killer pandemic that has killed over 140,000 Americans. To make matters worse, both political parties, Republicans and Democrats, are trying to weaponize the chaos against one another for their own gain. Hardy said in the video released earlier this week. He continues on to say, maybe it's time for me to do my part, to try and heal some of this division, to be a voice of reason. This is why I've decided to be real on AEW programming, to be something I have never been on TV before. It is time for me to be Matthew Hardy. In the same video, Hardy also explained why he moved away from the popular Broken Matt gimmick within a month of his AEW debut. Quote, when I first debuted as Broken Matt Hardy on AEW Dynamite, every Wednesday was supposed to be in front of sold-out arenas. I thought that thousands of people would scream, delete, delete, at the top of their lungs. Unfortunately, this never happened, and, Matt, and Broken Matt debuted in the first ever AEW Empty Arena event, and is yet to perform in front of fans. Hardy decided to change course and perform a highlight reel of his past characters, moments, and personas. However, the suspension of Sammy Guevara who Hardy was supposed to feud with, only added to the Broken One's frustration. Quote, One of the coolest things about AEW is its passionate fan base. Not being able to interact with fans and then Sammy getting suspended only led to more frustration. Hardy has not wrestled a match on AEW Dynamite since his victory over Santana on June 24th. In recent episodes, he has served as an on-air mentor to private party and has accompanied them to the ring. And to be perfectly honest, I fucks with it. I actually do fucks with it. I'm not going to lie. I like where his head's at. And he's not wrong in what he said. Now, y'all know me well enough to know that I politics aren't really my fucking thing. I really would just rather be left alone to do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, and not be fucked with. Or 
have my privacy be fucked with for any reason whatsoever. I'm a very, I like to, I like to keep my things, uh, of course, podcasting persona, but my private side, I like to keep private. Okay. And everything he said in that, not wrong at all. Both sides of the, of the aisle are just acting retarded in all of this. So for him to want to bring out the real him, I have no problem doing that. I have no problem seeing him do that. And I'm actually excited to see what he, what that will be. What the, um, what an, what the real Matt Hardy looks like. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. And I believe starting this Wednesday, we'll actually get to see that persona, that actual real Matt Hardy come out. So we'll see what the, how, how that looks come this Wednesday night on Dynamite. And y'all know I will be live tweeting during that. And I should be, and I'm going to be very excited to see all of that. From eWrestlingNews.com. Let's see here, apparently my, there you go. Last time I dumped NXT wrestler apologizes in backstage meeting for leaking spoilers. This is from Ryan Clark. According to a report from Fightful, WWE NXT wrestler Saurav Gurjar, one half of Inda Share, apologized to the entire WWE NXT roster at last week's TV tapings. The apology came after he leaked spoilers for the Adam Cole vs. Keith Lee winner-take-all match that took place several weeks ago. Gurjar posted a photo to his Instagram story, which showed Lee celebrating with both titles and confetti falling down from the ceiling. The photo was later deleted, but unfortunately, he found out the hard way. The internet is actually forever. During a backstage meeting, I added that part actually in the end, Gurjar stood up in front of the entire locker room and gave a heartfelt apology, admitting that he had made a huge mistake. There is said to be no heat on him and no punishment is expected. With that being said, Inda Share has not appeared on TV since the incident occurred. WWE Performance Center head coach Matt Bloom is said to be a huge fan of the tag team. Matt has good taste. Matt has very, very good taste. So unfortunately, Saurav Gurjar is now found to be the one to have leaked the photo and technically has been on, uh, I guess, punishment since... Uh, we haven't really seen much of Ender Share as of late anyway on NXT, and I have not talked one bit about the two since. So so I guess he was a bit in the doghouse for a month or so, which honestly, here's the thing. When I found, when I saw the spoiler, and I guess unfortunately I saw the spoiler, nobody sent it to me, so all of y'all are good. None of you are being banned, blocked, or Thanos snapped in any way, shape, or form. Congratulations. Keep it up. Um, I was actually shocked that it was, I would say, honestly, between you and I, it's, it was a little bit of a careless move. Um, had he just taken the picture and kept it for himself just because he wanted to be part of that moment, then yeah, perfect. That's perfectly fine. He keeps that in his gallery. Wait until it comes out. Then he can post it and say, wow, what a moment. Acting as if he, he was there when it happened. Technically, it was taped. But there when it happened live to get a little bit of a perception of, um, you know, a little bit of a rea- a little bit of a mix of reality and kayfabe at the same time. Think about that. And this is this would have been the most clever shit. I don't know how the hell I thought about this. Think about that. 
you take the picture already, right? You wait. Because you know the episode's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. So what's the easiest way to do it? Have the show go down, right? Um, let everything go status quo. Keith Lee wins both titles. Then, I'd say about a couple minutes after, you post the photo to your Instagram story. At that point, nobody can say shit or report or anything could not say it was leaked because at that moment, you can make it, you can have it as if it already happened. Now, we do know NXT does have their tapings, but to some people, all right, they would actually believe it. They would actually believe they were there when it happened. We all know it's going to, we all know it's taped. But even if that doesn't work, at least you can have the picture and just keep it in your gallery and not post it. Now, Gerjar, I, I believe I would easily believe his apology. Mind you, he's one of the newer members. He's one of the, I think he's one of the newer guys. Um, I believe with him and Rinkoff. Um, Rinku, I'm sorry, I don't want to die. Um, that, you know, they're new to the NXT roster, so honestly, I could believe this apology. I can accept this apology without, without problems. Um, it was a, it was a simple mistake. He knows now that he shouldn't have done that. There's going to be no punishment whatsoever for him. No dog, no doghouse shit. No enhancement. Having this, you know, take L's for weeks on end like they do on the main roster. And anything like that. So it's good to know that they there's gonna be no punishment for them. They're not gonna they're not in the doghouse. I'd say it was I personally say per, between you and I, this is a simple mistake. There's no key. Um now they haven't really appeared on NXT TV, maybe because they haven't had anything for them. So it's just a matter of time before they get back onto the swing of things and start beating everyone's ass in the tag team division. Because trust me, you need big men. And those two, like I said. Uh, when I first saw them coming out, I would not mind having them on the offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks. Just saying. Just saying. Let's continue on, though. Tomo, uh, and of course, you know, I got some NJPW news. What's news of the weekend without NJPW news? If there's no NJPW news, I get quite upset if I can't find any proper. So, let's get into a little bit of the NJPW portion of the program. Let's talk about Tomoaki Hama and Yota Suji. Um, Tomoaki Hama and Yota Suji held off NJPW Sengoku Lord due to COVID-19 health concerns. This is from WrestlingInc.com, written by Joshua Gagnon over the weekend. It's from Saturday. Let us begin with this. NJPW Sengoku Lord took place earlier today. Now, I will say earlier on Saturday. But two wrestlers scheduled for the show were held off due to COVID-19 health concerns. Tomoaki Hanma and Yotasuji were both pulled after being on another TV show where a cast member tested positive on Friday. NGPW noted, neither wrestler were in close contact with the individual. Both are feeling good health-wise, and the move was simply done out of caution. They were scheduled to be in an eight-man tag team match that was changed to a six-man tag match. Below is NJPW's official announcement. Quote, On July 17th, Tomoaki Hanma and Yotasuji recorded a television show with another cast member who tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday. Or should I say Friday. Both are in good health and were not in close contact with the infected party. They will not be appearing on Sengoku Lord out of abundance of caution. 
We apologize to fans who were looking forward to seeing Suji and Hanma wrestle, and appreciate your understanding. The following change has been made to Saturday's card. Now, they were going to be on the second match of the card uh, with Makabe, Honma, uh, Satoshi Kojima, and Yusuke Taguchi. They're actually going to be on opposite sides. It was going to be them versus Tomohiro Ishii, Toru Yano, Yotasuji, and Gabriel Kidd. The match then got replaced as Makabe, Kojima, and Taguchi taking on Ishii, Yano, and Gabriel Kidd. Now, I have not seen Sengoku Lord, which kind of bums me out because they always do it in the fucking morning, and I don't really have time to do that as yet. So I've got to go back like three million days and try to fuss that shit. But it will be watched on my own time. Private time, because I gotta stay up on things for y'all. Just gotta keep up on the swing of things. Cause y'all know um G1 Climax is coming. G1 Climax coming. The whole roster better not stop ducking. <clears throat> I messed up the Tay Rock bar. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself later. Um yeah, but G1 Climax coming. No one better start running. The rest of the roster high four, four for five, and still ducking. Okay. But yeah, so let me see if there's anything more here. Oh, yeah, that was that was the end of the article. But yeah, it does suck that Hama and Suji were uh, held off Sengoku Lord. Suji, of course, being a young lion, man's needs all the experience he can get, uh, depending on when he does do his excursion. Um, it all depends on the tournament as well. I know they do young lions cup tournaments. Um, from time to time during the year. I think they usually do it in the fall. So I know that um, it would be nice to see if uh, get Suji-san back into the swing of things, but it is a good call on New Japan to hold them off of the card and ensure their health is proper. Now, now from what they had said, um, they were not in close contact with the infected party, so hope I'm sure that they will be back into the swing of things very soon as we head into the month of August. Now, as far as I know, I don't know any events that are going to be coming up as of yet. I'll do that on my own time and give you the news uh, when of that when the next uh, August event for NGPW comes up. But good call by NGPW to ensure the safety of those that were going to be on the uh, Sengoku load card. Um, I know that's a little bit of a payday missed, but better to have your health than to be out there and get paid and possibly infect the entire fucking roster because we don't need that shit. We've missed you, and we like you, New Japan. Uh, stay safe as always, and uh, go uh, go New Japan. Let me see here. Let us go into some SmackDown ratings, because after that, I got two Lou Gallows articles and Chris Jericho uh, to end this week's episode of News of the Weekend. From F4WOnline.com, where I usually get my uh, numbers for this shit. WWE SmackDown ratings up for post-Extreme Rules episode. This is from Paul Fontaine from this past Saturday. Despite the return of live sports in the form of Major League Baseball, overnight ratings for SmackDown on Fox saw the show's audience increase to an average of 1.971 million viewers, up 4.1% from last week. It was the highest number for SmackDown since June. The opening hour averaged 1.985 million viewers and fell only 1.5%. The second hour to 1.956 million. A better than usual audience retention. However, 
It was the lowest audience total among the major networks. In the 18 to 49 demo, SmackDown averaged a 0.5 rating, up 11.1% from last week. That beat everything else on the major networks. In 1834, SmackDown averaged a 0.25 rating, up 25% from last week. That was second among the networks with CBS CBS's greatest hashtag at-home videos, topping that category with a .3 rating. Friday's SmackDown featured the brand's fallout from Extreme Rules. This episode was headlined by a bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. And uh, the last 10 weeks, of course, um, have seen now seen an average of 1.995 million, uh, which is very darn good. I'm glad to see that they're getting back into the swing of things. Congratulations. Um, 18 to 34 is 0.27 average and a 0.5 average for the 18 to 49 demographic. So it's an up week. It was an up week for SmackDown. Um, I actually did like the show. Of course, if y'all follow, if you were on uh, following, if you follow us at added underscore wrestle, y'all would have known that I actually took over the Twitter page on Friday and I'm giving you my thoughts on that. Um, SmackDown wasn't even that bad of a show. Uh, not across the board, but I really, because I initially thought this is an okay show, but sleeping on it and then thinking about it for a couple of days, this is actually a better show than anticipated. Now, I don't give a fuck how raw shit was. They can, they can kiss my ass. They can, they can literally go pound sand for all I give a shit, but SmackDown's, SmackDown's post, uh, post Extreme Rules episode was actually better than I expected. An actual way to begin the road towards SummerSlam. Now that we know SummerSlam is taking place in an actual date. Um, it makes me smile, but, but, um, and it really is cool to know that SmackDown is on the upswing, and at least Bruce Pritchard got at least one show right this week. Excuse me, I got a twofer for y'all, two for one special with Mr. Luke Gallows, one half of the good bros, the good brothers. Let's start off with, um... WrestlingNews.co's WrestlingNews.co's article. Luke Gallows reflects on what AJ Styles told him after WWE release. This is from Andrew Ravens. Luke Gallows recently appeared on WrestleTalk in the D. Sounds weird. To talk about to talk with Martez Ale and Jordan Garber about a wide range of topics. During the interview, he discussed the reaction of AJ Styles to WWE's decision to let Gallows and Carl Anderson go. Back in April, WWE released Gallows and Anderson along with several other other wrestlers and staff members due to budget cuts related to the financial impact of the coronavirus. Be damned. Since their departures from the company, Styles has been vocal about his displeasure with Paul Heyman for being a liar and thinking he was part of the reason why Gallows and Anderson were released. Quote, he said he was sorry, which he didn't have to say, and I wasn't looking for an apology from him. But it's been well documented, and AJ said it himself over on his streaming service that he felt for, responsible for us staying when he wanted when we wanted to leave as well. WWE kept wanting to pile more money. This wasn't the final reason we stayed. The reason we stayed was to be there and to roll with our buddy. We ended up getting released when the pandemic hit. But I couldn't blame him for that. He couldn't see the future. He just wanted to do what was best for his friend, and that was to convince us to stay, and we ended up staying. But nobody forced us to do anything. And at the end of the day, we made the right decision. We, we, made that, we made that decision right or wrong. So there is no hard feelings there at all. And AJ called me 20 minutes, 
called me after 20 minutes when it was online. And we talked, and I told him what I am telling you guys now. I don't fault anybody for anything that ever happened in my career. And at the end of the day, you need to look at yourself in the mirror, and this has turned into nothing but a huge positive. You can't look in the rearview mirror. you got to keep stepping forward. Gallows also talked about joining Impact Wrestling, what type of legacy he wants to leave behind, and more. And if you want to listen to the entire interview, um, wrestlingnews.co, uh, uh, talking about this article, and it has the whole conversation with him there. Getting into the second article, Luke Gallows gives update on his agreement with NJPW, Talks Evil, leading Bullet Club. This is from WrestlingInc.com from Ross Kelly. Doc Gallows, FKA Luke Gallows in WWE, spent the last three months as a free agent after being released from WWE alongside Carl Anderson. The duo eventually joined Impact Wrestling, but there's talk of them also working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Gallows was asked if they have signed with New Japan when he joined the Wrestling Inc. Daily podcast. Quote, we have agreed to terms. I guess that would be the best way to put it. But there's no way to put a schedule together or no way to truly put pen to paper. Because right now, there's one flight a week to Japan, revealed Gallows. If you get there, you have to quarantine for two weeks. And then if you come back, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So to do a show, we're out a month of our lives, and I don't see it how, how it will be beneficial for either party. Hopefully the stuff will start to decline and we can kind of get back to a sense of normalcy. We're definitely itching to go back to New Japan. While there are New Japan shows taking place in the United States, Gallo says they are going to concentrate more on sh- the shows in Japan. He thinks it would be important to re-debut in Japan before focusing stateside. Gallows and Anderson were part, were part of the Bullet Club during their last stints in Japan. He was asked by host Nick Houseman if they would rejoin their old stable. Only time will tell. You've got to watch and see. The landscape has changed multiple times in the four or five years since we've been gone. People have stepped up. People have stepped forward and new stars have emerged. Then you still have those battle-hard veterans that are there. Some of the toughest guys in the entire business have done that schedule. Those Japanese guys from the time they were young boys all the way through, night in and night out, performing at a high, high athletic level and taking risks. I have all the respect in the world for those performers for sure, said Gallows. Evil! has now ascended to the leader of the Bullet Club, and Gallows shared his thoughts on him having that role. Whoa. Honestly, it was a surprise. I didn't know that was coming, but what an opportunity. What a hell of a chance to step up and step out and say, I'm the guy. That's what wrestling is made on. It's cool and a great feeling. It reminded me of us stepping into impact a little bit. It might not have been the move that everybody expected right out of the gate, but it's an exciting time, and you want to put it on your back and see what you can do with it. You can really show who you are as a performer and a character. He continues on to say, It's an awesome opportunity for him, as I remember him from being a young boy, and us working with him in the States in a little in Japan. So to see in a few short years that transformation and for him to go to the next level, and I mean, Gato is one of the smartest bookers, so there's a reason for everything that takes place. I think that if he thinks it's a good decision, then it probably is. And I don't disagree with that. A lot of people, I'm sure, that was weird. A lot of people would believe that for all of all of us New Japan aficionados, uh, some more of an aficionado than others. Super J Pot, Super J Cast, definitely looking at y'all because they know their sh- If you really, let me put it this way before I even go on. If you really, this is not even a, not even a plug. This is just a shout out. If you want to know truly what is truly going on in 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, Super J-Cast has everything you fucking need. They know their shit frontwards and backwards. One episode will help you learn a lot of shit about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Japanese, I, I think the Japanese scene as well. Um, they know their shit, and I will never discount them for one fucking second. So if you want to kind of get a better understanding of, of New Japan, Super J-Cast is your shit. Worth, worth a listen. Alright? With Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson going to be going to NJPW, um, I'm excited. I've always been... Uh, they're the, New Japan is the reason I became a fan of Gallows and Anderson. Okay? I They are one of my favorite tag teams, period. I still believe to this day they got underutilized in WWE big time. They missed out on a huge opportunity to make the club a top heel stable um, back in 20, I think it was 2017, 2018, right around there. They really, really could have battled the, sh- the, uh, the, the brotherhood between, um, so, or, or as I like to call them, the Samoan dynasty, um, with Roman Reigns and the Usos, who are his little cousins. Um, and that would have been a fire-ass feud that could have really been a big deal upon their arrival to the, the club's arrival. Unfortunately, Vince McMahon's cap, uh, capital are retard, and um, he didn't know. And he basically had Reigns and the Usos run roughshod all over the club, make discrediting the debut of Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles as a stable when they should have made Styles and Gallows and Anderson a top heel stable hold all the gold for God knows how long, and make them proper, true, top heels. That would not have been so fucking hard. It wouldn't have. Because if you see, if any, for any New Japan fans who had seen Gallows and Anderson do work, um, yeah, they do work. And um, I'm still hating on Carl uh, Anderson's 8-pack and the fact, and much respect to the fact that he's got a really hot Asian wife. Trust me, Follow her on Instagram. She's fucking hot. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. And she fucking fine, bruv. Ooh. Carl Anderson, you know how to pick him. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. It'd be like that. Uh, yes, yes. His wife's a thirst trap. You want me to say it? Yeah, I said it. Done. All right, we're, we're moving on. Luke Gallows knows what's up in terms of New Japan. The fact that, you know, he was shocked as anybody, any of us, that uh, Evil became a top, the, the top guy in uh, New Japan. Um, Gato, I gotta say, and he's right, Gato is a smart booker. Gato is one hell of a smart booker. He and Jado, he and Jado really know how to book this shit. And like, he's, like Gallo said, Hold on, let me let me find that quote one more time because I love what he said about that. You know, I think if he thinks it's a good decision, then it probably is. There's a reason for everything that takes place. All right, he knows what's up. He gets it. He honestly, one hundred percent, gets it. I would too. Gato's a smart booker. If he didn't have any belief that Evil couldn't be a top guy, he wouldn't have made him a top guy. He sees something in Evil, and he's going to run with it and see if it sticks. And you got to think, Knight, of course, you still got G1 Climax coming up. G1 Climax coming. 
Naito, if he, I know Naito wants that those belts back. And if he can't get in the rematch, the only way he can get another shot is if he gets to win the G1 Climax. Now, I don't know where things will stand in terms of Japan in September. I believe this tournament will start in September, late September, early, uh, late September, early October. We don't know where we'll stand in the, in the next three months. We don't know where we'll be. Shit, I could have, I could actually have a six pack if I stop drinking, if I stop eating tacos and shit. But that's another story for another day. Hashtag ring shit. Um, but honestly, Gallows gets it. You know. He respects the fact that New Japan guys are doing their thing. It does, you know, it's a little bit disheartening to see how things went while he was in WWE for him and Anderson. No, I wish they could have gotten a lot more run and gotten a lot bigger opportunity to actually do something fantastic as a team in WWE. But the fact that they're now an impact gives them a bigger opportunity to show their wares. Uh, the tag team division desperately needs them in the worst way possible, uh, given the fact that now the Motor City Machine Guns are now the W. Uh, well, it's like WWE, the Impact World Tag Team Champions defeating the North. Um, the ending was kind of weird, but I've seen worse endings. Um, Sasha vs. Oscar Banks. Sasha vs. Oscar Banks. <laughs> Ooh, that was a, that was a shitty ending. That's neither here nor there. But. Um, It's good to see that Gallows and Anderson are doing are about to do their damn thing. I'm excited to see what they do. I may start watching Impact. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I can start watching Impact. Deanna Perrazzo is, is a knockout champion. Chris Bay is X Division champion. We got new tag champs. We got a new world champion. Everything's new. Everything's crazy. Eric Young there. EC3 there. Heat Slater there. Moose. Still being weird. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I—I I mean, I won't cover it personally because there's—I—I I, you know—that's a lot to cover, and I ain't added no days to my week in terms of the three that I already got for y'all right now. Honestly, though, I would not—I really would want to—I am curious to see um, what they're gonna do, what they're gonna do, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited because. Gallows and Anderson are a one hell of a tag team, and they deserve a great opportunity to um, get some run in uh, Impact Wrestling. Here, and we will round out this week's episode of News of the Weekend. Chris Jericho says Karrion Cross is going to be a big star in WWE. This is from SportsKeda.com, written by Karen Betty. Chris Jericho has never been shy to share his opinion and is a straight shooter in the most real sense. When asked about NXT's newest star, Karrion Cross on the Saturday Night Special, Chris Jericho felt that Cross had great potential. Chris Jericho said that the overall presentation of Karrion Cross and Scarlett was great from their look to their in-ring entrance. He said, quote, I think over time, as he's getting as he gets to, as he's getting to become a better worker, I think he's going to be a very, very big, be very, very big in the WWE. But they need to get him out of NXT. I think it would be better to just have him in the WWE. But they got to build it up as they do. But I think he's going to be a big star. And my laptop is acting stupid as usual. Don't mind me. 
It's true that Karrion Cross, aka Killer Cross's arrival in WWE, WWE NXT has been great so far. His pairing with Scarlett has certainly been perfect booking and enhanced the overall presentation. Chris Jericho's praise doesn't come easily, and he might not be far off the mark regarding Cross's future. He's not. We and you and I both know it. Karrion Cross is going to be a big fucking deal in WWE when the time is right. Right now, I think Triple H and the brass at NXT are doing everything properly to ensure Karrion Cross. Oh, that man! Oh, that man just destroyed his ankle. Oh, sweet mother of Jesus! Sorry, y'all. I'm watching MLB tonight right now, and my God. That man, man just hurts his ankle. And Mike Trout got mad about balls and strikes. My goodness. Um, seriously, though. Ooh, that was high. That was a high fat. That was a high pitch. I don't know what the fuck he was looking at. I don't know. Catcher did his job, though, making him think it was something different. Um, <laughs> baseball's back. Sue me. Um, when Chris, Chris Jericho giving, carrying across that kind of praise is huge. Um, he sees something in Cross, big time. Um, so, with that, the only thing I disagree with Chris is that they shouldn't bring him up too quickly. That will, I don't want him to, don't be, don't make it a detriment. Don't make that a detriment. Because... Ask Austin Theory and Angel Garza what happens when they get set up too early. Have we seen Chelsea Green on the main roster yet? Hmm? Lacey Evans is still coming, starting to come into her own. Barely. Where's Otis and Tucker? Huh? Where they at, though? EC3 gone. I said, I wouldn't even worry about Karrion Cross coming up anywhere near main roster until at least, and I'm, I'm being dead serious, 2022. But Zach, why the fuck would you want him to stay down at NXT for two years? Why the fuck would he? Think about how many people have been down in NXT for X amount of time. Adam Cole's been down there for about to be two years. Gargano's been there for quite some time. Champa's been there for a minute. You know? 2022. Don't worry about him until then. Let him at least do some things. And let him focus on the NXT chip. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 233 of the YLB podcast, discussing the news of the weekend. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper YLB fashion and get you ready for episode 234 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Whoa! 
guys, that's going to be it for episode 233 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Shout out to everybody listening to this episode from AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com, Anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, and of course, Anchor.fm slash Radio. Thank you so much for doing this episode. Much appreciated. If you have any thoughts, opinions, any comments you want to make about today's episode, any news articles I have, or any news that I may have missed throughout this past weekend, okay? Uh, sound off, y'all. Let your voice be heard. This speech is a thing. Hit me up with a voice message. Anchor.fm. Well, not anchor.fm, my bad. Uh, yeah, anchor.fm, actually, yes. Yeah, slash Young Lions Perspective. Anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio. If you're on the Wrestle Addict Radio side, please do. Make sure you put YLP in the title so I know you're referring to me. And if I like your voice message enough, which more than likely would be nine times out of ten. I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the YLP Podcast because we are here to create a dialogue. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what's on your mind. I want to know what you're thinking about, you know, what's going on in the professional wrestling world. If there's any news or anything I need to know about, let me know. Hit me up. Seriously, let's create a dialogue. Honestly, nine times out of ten, we have nothing else better to do because we're still in quarantine. And, um, yeah, let's create that dialogue and let's get something popping. I think that would be great for interaction between y'all and me. Let me know what's on your mind. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend of the YLB Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social medias. Instagram, the Facebooks, the Twitters, in the DMs, Facebook Messenger, Gab, Parlor, any alt tech you want to use, doesn't matter. Um, all that good stuff. Send in a text message as well. You can do that. Let a friend know. Hey, I know you like professional wrestling. I think this guy, uh, Mr. Y.O.P., Alley, Loud, Brash, Unapologetic, Abrasive. I like that word, Abrasive. Makes me feel good. Right? It's like a big cup of coffee. It's delicious. But, you know, share this share this episode. Always share the episodes. And make sure you share everyone's episodes from the Wrestle Addict Radio family. Spread the word about the Wrestle Addict Radio family because in these unprecedented times, we here at Wrestle Addict Radio aim to be the solace that you need when you come home from a hard day's work and you want to listen to some good quality pro wrestling uh, podcasting in its true essence. That was beautiful. I like that. I keep that. Um, <laughs> because, of course, you have the Kings of the Rings podcast, YLB podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Mansu Hell are not only your for the common wrestling podcast, but we. 100% then, now, and forever strive to be the alternative for professional wrestling podcasts and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, and that's perfectly fine with me. You're not hurting my feelings. I know there's a lot of people that use different uh, platforms for their uh, podcasting needs and to get that podcasting itch throughout the day. But if you think... For one dang second, we here at WrestleAddict Radio are just a two-trick pony. My friend, you are sadly mistaken. 
not only are we on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com and, of course, anger.fm, we can also be found across several different platforms, including Apple Podcast. Shout out to the Apple Podcast fam. Y'all have been a majority of my uh, listeners for the past couple of weeks. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Keep that love and support up. Much appreciated. Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the Delight Show with Bell across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, you can follow me over on all my social medias. Yes, I am quite active on the social medias, and I try my best to interact with y'all as much as possible. And a uh, big shout-out to all y'all who interacted with me this past Friday uh, when I was taking, when I took over the uh, Russell Attic Radio Twitter page. Much love to all y'all. I appreciate the interactions. Um, really cool that you know you guys do interact with us when we do this. So it was actually fun. Um, I plan on doing it again sometime soon. I don't know when. But I will be doing it again quite uh, possibly in August um, if we have any, you know, takeovers or some. Well, definitely not SummerSlam. I can't do SummerSlam. I have to do it on mine. Uh, but I may, I don't know, if no one's going to take the reins for TakeOver, I may decide to take the reins for TakeOver personally. I don't know yet. I may, well, it depends. Maybe, you know, I don't know if any of us are going to do it. But if no one decides to do it for NXT TakeOver, I may take the reins for NXT TakeOver 30 on August 22nd. Nonetheless, if you want to follow me over on my Twitter, you can follow me over there at SwedeSenatorWar. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R. Capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night unless I have a prior engagement to attend to. SmackDown Live every Friday night. And it was, like I said, it was actually quite fun doing SmackDown Live with you guys over on the WrestleMania Twitter. Much love to every single one of y'all for doing it. I hope to do it again very soon. Um, it actually made it more fun for me. I got to interact with all of you guys. Much Y'all are cool as hell. And we had a good time with that. Quite hilarious. Everybody was funny as shit. So good times had by all with that. Every. WWE live pay-per-view, and I will be live-tweeting in some capacity for SummerSlam on August 23rd. We, good thing we now know we have a date. We still don't, we don't know have a location. I'm here in cruise ships. I don't know. I'm here in some cruise ships. That will be some wild-ass shit if they were able to pull that off. They could pull it off, have a fight island type shit, like UFC did. It could happen. Every AEW live pay-per-view, and we still do not have a date for All Out as of yet, but um, I will ensure you that once we have that information, I will be live tweeting for AEW's All Out as well. Every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver, now that we know about NXT TakeOver 30, that will be taking place August 22nd, I will be live tweeting for that, which gets me quite excited because it's NXT TakeOver 30, okay? 30 takeovers already? My, the years have flown by. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, as far as we know, NXT UK TakeOver, as far as I know, will still be taking place in October. Uh, NXT UK TakeOver Dublin will be taking place in October. Hopefully we get that pop in. Hopefully we get this 
this coronavirus down enough to have anything you can take over back in Dublin because honestly, we fucking need it more than ever if we're going to get the resurrection of NXT UK. And of course, how can I forget NJPW is back. And I do live tweeting for New Japan when it's 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday. And I've gone to the bathroom and I have, um, uh, you know, can't go back to bed, count, count sheet don't work, any of that. But of course, I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to stay up to date over on my Instagram, the mothership and the hub of everything that is YLP, you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Memes, in case you missed its updates on shows. Um, you know, breaking any breaking news that may come out, anything like that. Memes, memes, and more memes. Seriously, send me fucking memes. I want to post it on my I want to post it on my Instagram. Send me memes. If you can come up with a dope-ass creative meme, seriously, send me one. If I think it's creative enough, I will post it. You'll get a shout-out on mine. I'll tag you. It'll be a beautiful thing. Interaction is everything. DM me your best wrestling memes. Trust me, I know you I know you got it in you. I know you have it in you, okay? Send me your best meme. Send me your best wrestling meme. If you can create one, cool. If you see one, send it to me. I want to put it on my uh, Instagram and tag y'all in it. Interaction is a beautiful thing. <laughs> and of course, if you want to find me over on my Facebook, yes, surprisingly, I still have a Facebook and have not given up on Facebook and deleted it off the world of my social media world. Um, it'd be like that. But my Instagram is connected to my Facebook, so all Instagram posts and stories do go on my Facebook, which you can follow and find over at Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share it, follow the page, give it a follow. We're over 100 followers, and thank you guys so much for making that possible. Let's get to 200 before the end of this year. I would greatly and truly appreciate it. Much love to every single one of y'all. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Looking over to the judges to make sure I have fulfilled my obligations and duties for the evening. And I am literally staring at the German. Actually, no, actually, no, the German's taking a nap. The Czech Republic, of course, me being half Czech. I get a thumbs up. We're good to go. So, tomorrow night, y'all know that is going to be a brand new episode of Last Week. This week, where I talk about last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready for what will be going down this Wednesday night on the Black and Gold Standard. And trust me when I tell you, I already have the title in my head. Mr. Regal's Bait and Switch. Want to find out why I named it like this? You got to tune in tomorrow night for episode 234 of the YLP Podcast. So, as of right now, it is 8.06 in the evening. Raw has started. If you're watching Raw, well, by the time you probably listen to this, Raw is pretty much over. Um, but if you have watched Raw, my condolences to your sanity. I hope it didn't destroy or knock off any IQ points, and that it was a better show than even even I would anticipate. If you're not, hey, enjoy the rest of your night. Baseball's on. Uh, I know there's a couple games that have been canceled. It bees what it bees. It's a Philly, it's a, of course, the Phillies-Yankees game uh, for me got canceled, so none of that. Maybe watch the Seattle-Houston game. Who knows? Maybe I'll see a beanball to, to any of the Houston players' face region. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Monday night. 
or Tuesday morning or whenever you listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow night for episode 234 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.